2: happy Saturday, and welcome to another TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host Russell Hargreaves. We start today's podcast by looking back at the exclusive TalkSport interview with England manager Gareth Southgate, who joined Jim White and Stuart Pearce in the studio yesterday lunchtime. Here are the best bits from the boss.
3: Why do we play for England? We play for everybody that's listening today. So if there isn't a connection there, then then we're lost. It doesn't mean anything. So to have had some of the nights we've had and be able to share them with the fans is hugely important. I think I I actually think players, you know, you know we played in a team where we were unbelievably proud to represent England, and I, and I think every generation has, but I don't think they've always got it across.
4: It's another opportunity that England haven't been able to take. It's a night. ...that has produced a real sliding doors moment in the desert... ...and the doors have slammed shut.
3: My feelings aren't much different... ...to they were walking off the pitch that night... ...you know, when I watched the games back... ...and watched all of the tournament back... ...and reflect on it... ...I I feel pretty much as I did then... ...we we performed at a good level... Um, ...I think our performances... ...during the tournament... ...were a step up from where we'd been... ...we won the games we should win... Um, ...and in the end we should have beaten France on the flow of that game and all the stats from that game would say it's a game we should have won so um, I think people responded well to how we'd played but from our side um, we thought it was an acceptable tournament we weren't coming back doing cartwheels about it Um it was acceptable it yeah. was
1: acceptable you won the games that. You should have won.
3: Yeah, I would, I would,
1: I would and, say. And maybe so. the ones that you might have expected to be up against it, but you didn't win. Is that fair? Is that fair? I mean, well, do you f- worry your legacy will end up being a glorious failure?
3: Um, I, I think that depends depends on how you define success, because where the team were in 2016 and the sort of team that we went with in 2018 and. Um, to get as far as we did in 2018, and people will talk about the opposition, and we didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't beat Belgium, but when we played Belgium, we'd already qualified, and when we played them again, it was a third, fourth playoff where we'd played only two days before. So yeah, so the look you'll always be judged as an England manager on the the how you go on in tournaments and the. Games where you go out, there'll be a, a, an analis- analysis at a level that's beyond anything that any club is going to have. Um, we've, of course, analysed all of that and we've improved as we've gone on. You know, we improved from that World Cup in Russia to the Euros. I think we were able to change and be more on the front foot in, uh, in this World Cup. Mm. The, the profile of the team is changing and evolving. Team is still improving. Um, that's all we can aim to do. We, we've got to keep aiming to get better. And if you're in those latter stages, in the end, England will win a tournament. And
4: Jordan Henderson walks onto it inside the penalty area and sorry puts it in. i spoken
3: with Jordan this summer, the question he wanted to know was, if I move here, are you going to automatically rule me out? Well, we'd be stupid to do that. Why, why would we rule any player out just based on where they're playing? We've got to see how they're playing and at what level they're playing and how they are physically and everything else. The fact is, we've got an idea of what that league might look like, but we but
1: we don't actually know until we start to see the game. We know how the players felt about being in Qatar, and we know how they publicly demonstrated what they felt about playing a World Cup in Qatar. You're a statesman of the game. Does Henderson going to Saudi sit well with you, the England manager? Well it's not for me to
3: judge any individual whether they're in football or in any other industry as to but there's hypocrisy open. here isn't there well i don't think he's i don't think he's changing his view on what he believes in so um now we're in a really complex world where what what, what are we saying nobody should go to newcastle or nobody should go for one of the many companies that the saudi's own in london or we shouldn't buy oil from the Saudis, you know, so it. it uh, I think it's very complicated. I completely understand the argument of, you, you know, you, you've supported uh, uh, the LGBTQ community, and I can understand why they would have a really strong view on it. And
4: it comes towards the penalty spot, and it's in. It's in from Harry Maguire, and England lead in the World Cup quarter final. So if he
1: stays at United, Gareth, and still doesn't play on a regular basis, you'll still select him. If he gets a move somewhere else and starts playing you'll still select them. Well,
3: that's not as straightforward as that because it depends on how other players at other clubs are playing. So, I can never guarantee a player that we're going to pick them. Now, we have to this point because they're comparable with the others, other players in those positions in terms of experience, in terms of qualities with the ball, in terms of the aerial presence and the balance and the, the relationship that him and John Stones have had over a long period of time. It, it's a partnership that's worked brilliantly for us. So, we recognise that, but there's always new challenges coming through. There are some good young centre backs coming through that are slowly picking up experience, and that 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 is going to be the challenge moving forward. A generation
4: of players on that pitch that should be able to win a tournament. And I guarantee you, we'll go to Germany if Southgate's in charge, and we'll perform admirably. But we won't be
3: coming back with the European Championship. Our ambitions to win. I think when we started. You know, I'm not sure the team were ready to accept the pressure of the expectation of winning, but now the level that we're performing at, the trophies that the players have won with their clubs, the big nights we've been through, I think we have to accept that pressure more now. So, in, in the end, I'm comfortable with, with talking about that, but we must never lose sight of the immediate focus of, yeah. we've got to qualify, we've got to play well in, in uh, against Ukraine and get the points on the board that get us to Germany first.
2: Staying with that show, let's hear from Stuart Pearce on what he feels West Ham need in the transfer window. He believes Harry Maguire would be a brilliant signing.
1: I think he's won. When you're looking for a player to come into your club, you're looking for, does he play the games? Can he get you a goal in the opposite box? Can he deal with the ball at his feet? Current England international, he ticks so many boxes, Jim. You know what I mean? And he'll offer you a bit of leadership as well. And he's the right age. For me, he's an absolute no-brainer for any team. It's not just Declan's position, Jim. I think they've got to fill other positions within, within the team as well to bolster the squad. And from that, what I tend to see, certainly in my days as a manager... The tighter you get to that window shutting, the more valuation of players fluctuates a little bit, and then your business is done. Every manager wants to start the uh, the summer window, get their business done, go on holiday, and come back. Never ever works like that. No, no. never works like that. But there'll be a little bit of frustration there, no doubt that they haven't bought players in. Same with the fans. The same will apply for Dave and whatever, and Tim and and the chairman. I'm sure, but they'll want to. But they'll know that they've got to strengthen the squad from last year.
2: Last night saw the return of the EFL, and Sheffield Wednesday in Southampton kicked it all off live and exclusive on Talk Sport. Before we hear how it all sounded, let's get the thoughts of former EFL manager Mick McCarthy on how he expects the championship to play out.
4: The teams that come down, obviously Leeds, Leicester, Southampton, I think have always got a chance of going back up with the budgets they have, depending on recruitment, I think Borough, they were brilliant last year and they, they, they played a great brand of football as well, I think they'll have a real chance of getting promoted, always the same. Sheffield Wednesday, depending on recruitment, Rotherham, QPR, Birmingham, I think any of those could be the ones that slip out of the league. I think the teams that came up... Plymouth and Ipswich, I think they'll be alright, and I think Ipswich certainly will be because I think they've got a good budget, and I thought like the football they played last year under Kieran McKenna was absolutely great. So let's hope that's the case. The first game of the new domestic season is a time for optimism. It is a time for hope, for dreams and for belief. Teller edge of the area, right side left, but he shot towards the far corner. And it's a brilliant goal for Southampton. And Nathan Teller, who was a star in the Championship for Burnley last season, has got off to a blinding start for Southampton. Comes to Stevens inside the area, smuggles it, goal was cleared off the line by Patterson. Brilliant. Oh, delivered towards the far post, headed uh, down towards the edge of the area, and smashed in! Lee Gregory, fallen to him inside the box and he has rammed it home. Here is James Ward-Prowse in the penalty area, sets it back for Shea Adams, who swivels on the edge of the six-yard box and fires Southampton into the lead with just four minutes to go. It finishes Sheffield Wednesday 1, Southampton 2.
1: It was brilliant from Ward-Prowse, Mick McCarthy, wasn't it? And you kind of scoffed at the idea that he might stay at Southampton. Listen, Russell Martin has got to do a man-management job on James Ward-Prowse because I think they've got a far better chance, it's obvious really, of going back up automatically with him in the team if he stays. He's got to sit him down and say, look, West Ham didn't want you enough. We want you here. You can cement your legend status at this football club and enjoy your football as well because they look to me like they're enjoying it at the oh, same they'll place.
4: enjoy his football and, and, and playing that way that Russell Martin wants him to play Ward Prowse will thrive there's no doubt about it but it, you're saying he's doing a man-manager job, it might be a bank-manager job, the difference between what his wages are in the Championship and what they are. And actually, giving him any chances that he might want to play for England to be in the England squad, because he's not going to do it in the Championship, that's for sure. He's on Premier League wages already, though, so I'm not sure his wages are going to go up that much. He still want to play in the Premier League. So I don't think it's like, Prowse is he's he's not come in, he's not in a rush to leave, he loves the club, he loves the, what he's given him over the years and what he's given the club so well respected by the players staff supporters so i don't think it's an easy thing for him to leave i think he'll only leave if the club decide it's right for the club and he sees an opportunity to carry on playing in the premier league and cement some records in the premier league i think so until that happens he's been amazing training he's like the consummate professional he's been exceptional and he has real quality so uh, ideally i'd love to keep him if we don't it's our job to make sure we replace him with someone who can have the same impact as him or something fairly similar we're open to anything in his transfer window Two days ago, Tino was staying and now he's gone. So we have Romeo on the bench tonight and obviously been a lot of noise around him. So yeah, you have to be open and, and flexible and adaptable and uh, I think we'll be ready regardless of what happens.
2: EFL action certainly doesn't stop there across the TalkSport network with the likes of Leicester, Leeds and Sunderland all in action over the weekend. How can you not love the EFL? Fantastic
1: finish, the patience of Ianacho there. Hamer takes over, chops inside the defender, goes for goal and puts Coventry in front. Good touch from Somerville, gets it at his feet and scores for Leeds United. Ramsey steps up right-footed and scores!
4: Stuart onto his right foot, yeah! shoots and scores! Yeah! Brilliantly, down low to the goalkeeper's right and it's another huge goal for Ross Stewart. Comes out to Burns, he scores. Ipswich finally have their
1: goal. I knew from the strength of the teams that came up from League One last season, the points that Plymouth got, Ipswich weren't far behind and Sheffield Wednesday. The teams coming down, there's great stories with Leeds, Leicester, Southampton. There's the teams that weren't quite what we expected of them in the Championship last year, like Watford and Norwich and West bromwich Albion, And those that just missed out, like Middlesbrough and mm. Sunderland and Millwall. There's great, intense competition throughout.
2: Away from the EFL and onto the Community Shield, which takes place between Manchester City and Arsenal tomorrow at Wembley. These two went toe-to-toe for the title last season, with City emerging victorious. Both Mikel Arteta and Pep Guardiola have had their say on another potential title battle. Manchester City with a stroke of
4: strength have beaten Arsenal by four goals to one. And
5: at the end, we have to congratulate Man City. They were able to do it for 38 games. We haven't, and, um, and they are the champions. And everybody else
1: is already playing catch up. So good luck in the summer, or whatever you're going to go out, whoever you're going to buy.
0: If you're just, just tuning, in, tuning in, Arsenal, Arsenal have confirmed, confirmed,
2: confirmed the signing of the second perfect.
1: At the moment, the City squad looks a bit light. Arsenal have strengthened; they've got options now on their bench. So I think it will be closer. But people are saying if they don't beat City or if they don't win a trophy, that's failure. We're up against in City one of the all-time greatest teams. 2023 Manchester City treble winners. I just don't see anybody stopping this this force of Manchester City. Here's Haaland inside the area and scores. Second with a shot. Second win for goal! Yet another titanic Premier League title race to come.
5: This is what we want uh, and be in every front, um, fighting for the trophies and, and, and playing and and being as a club um, in every front, um, seeking to be the best and, and, and excellence. But um, we have to prove that, you know, what we did last year is something and it was enough to win the, the biggest trophy and the one that we were looking after and we have to be better and, and that comes with every day trying to to be better and, and make better decisions and play better and decide to win the games and at the end uh, the outcome will come by itself. It's almost impossible, you cannot win more than we want but the challenge is that, how starving still we are, how hungry still we, we are, how we have desire still to defend what we want and and yeah, we will see. We will see during the process, the eleven months, in the lower moments, that we'll have, many of them, I would think more than ever, for the fact we won, how we overcome and come back in what they have to be. Well, I respect that. Obviously, they've shown the consistency over the years, and and they merit that respect from everybody for for what they've done. And if uh, you want to challenge that championship, you know, that's all points that you're gonna be needing. And and this is unheard in in this league uh, for, the, for the last hundred years. So that's the standards, and if you want to be there, you know what you have to do. It's very simple.
0: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
5: Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt.
0: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: Finally, today is the game for Ukraine, a game that's dedicated to help raise funds and awareness for the current situation in Ukraine and to help reconstruct facilities that have suffered as a result of the invasion from Russia. It's being held at Stamford Bridge, and yesterday's drive team were live from King's Meadow, joined by some star-studded names, Andrei Shevchenko, Robert Perez, Peter Cech, and many more. Not bad if you ask me. Let's hear some of the best bits. With a corner for Ukraine. They've done it again! It's Shevchenko with
6: the double! We're gonna raise the funds to rebuild the school. We're gonna give good message to so, so, solidarity to with Ukrainian people.
4: SEN outside the box and Shootsko! Oh! Oh! And Lucatoni! World Cup goal! Fabio
1: Cannavaro. he kisses the trophy and lifts it to the in sky.
4: Brilliant save by Check to pour the ball away. Go inside the area, through the legs of the goalkeeper, it's the equaliser of Jermaine Defoe has scored. Arizona at the other end, trying to chip the keeper! What
2: a finish! Lays it back for Zinchenko, wires up a
4: strike, what a goal!
2: Everyone loves football, and this is amazing opportun- football.
6: This amazing opportunity to send any message to the rest of the world to enjoy. It's not gonna be just football game, you know, for fun. It's gonna be something more because the the name of the legends. I, I know how everyone is competitive. And um, uh, it's going to be play for something and uh, also nobody want to lose the game, mm. you know. Even if it's uh, for very important cause, but we want to make this game uh, very live.
2: Very happy because uh, when um, Sheva called me for the, for the cause, for the game, I said uh, yes, uh, because for me it's very important to be to be here. Um, because the cause is very important mm-hmm. uh, the game for, for Ukraine, uh, especially because I hope we'll uh, raise a lot of money uh, for build some um, schools uh, for, for the, for the, the young uh, uh, young uh, Ukrainians. Uh, they have to um, yeah, uh, good, e- good education. so for me happy year. I repeat happy to be here with the uh, ex uh, players. And um, the most important, yes, uh, to be to to play the, the game. And of course, in France, I play a lot of uh, charity game mm. because for me it's very important mm. to say yes. And yourself,
1: better obviously. You played with uh, Shevchenko at Chelsea. Was it an easy decision for you?
6: It was an easy decision, and uh, it's just not like you know helping a friend who is organizing a big game for a for a big cause, but it's obviously beyond that. As we all know, the education is so important for everybody and. And um, so I'm glad that I can I can play my part, uh, helping to to raise as much as money we can to to be able to to rebuild some schools because, of course, it's not only about the education, but uh, you know if you imagine the the everyday life of mm. the children in Ukraine now, you sit and you wait what's coming probably every five minutes because you don't know how the situation evolves so. You know, being able to go to school probably takes at least a little bit of a normality. So I think that's another another reason why I think it's important to to get the schools back uh, operational and and hopefully we can we can do that by raising the money.
1: So Gianfranco, you obviously you've been you come over at Chelsea legend the games obviously at Stamford Bridge. How important was it for you that you got involved in? I think did you play with Shevchenko or did you just miss him?
6: No, I missed him, but Just we we are we are close, we're good friends, and uh, you know spoke a lot. And I feel everything is feeling at the moment. Uh, so if I can help him in uh, any 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 way, I will.
1: How important was it that you got involved in this 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 cause? Because as you said, there Shevchenko, his country is Ukraine. They're really going through it. They need all the help they can get, and obviously he's called all the legends in. You've come here to play. It must have been important to you too.
6: Of course, uh, obviously being, uh, being friends with Sheva, you know, forced me. Sorry, pushing me a, a little bit more in this, but it's an opportunity while people that they are uh, going through a tough moment. So mm. if we can do a little contribution in somehow, we're very happy to do that.
1: I mean, same question to, to you, Jimmy. Obviously, it's at Sanford Bridge, absolute legend at Chelsea. Was there any moment that you thought, I'm not going to do it? Or was it immediately yes?
4: No, immediately, G. Yes, obviously. Look, that it is at Stamford Bridge is, is is a plus, but the main reason is 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 to help, you know, people in need. You know, mm. uh, they go as just what Franco said. They're going to a really, really difficult, difficult moment. Uh, you know, schools have been uh, destroyed, mm. and and for us to help to rebuild that, that those schools again and 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 giving people a little bit of hope. You know. Um, is is uh, is something that I didn't really have to think about. Mm. It was just straight away gone. Yes, when.
5: Yeah, first of all, I'm I'm really pleased, you know, to be here, and obviously, you know, for the cause. Um, Sometimes you don't have to think twice. So when uh, Ali uh, called me and told me if I wanted to be involved, obviously, you know, when you're a father, you know what it means, he mm. you know, to of have course. kids. You know what it means, education and and uh, and the future for them. So if we can help out uh, raising money. Then the cause is, is there for so we're here for that.
1: And, and yourself, Claude, we we had Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, Gianfranco Zola on here, and we said it must be extra special being at Stamford Bridge. And they both said, Well, no, we would have done this anyway. Are you looking forward to it?
6: Of course, of course. When uh, Sheva called me, he's, he's not just my friend, he's a uh, brother. I think uh, the situation, being in this country, is a uh, worst situation. Mm. And uh, it's normal we'll be there for support him. Anyway, everything is happening, we will be against uh, we're with him. The players, it's uh, it's a good solidarity around uh, the sport, and uh, everybody was uh, um, even making the plans for holidays, but uh, changes plans, you know, decide to come and support the game. And I want to thank every, everyone who been in involved, not only players, but media, people who've been working. Uh, Uh, behind the seats and helping to put all this game for good cause
2: That's all people You can get another one of these TalkSport daily podcasts first thing in the morning Until then everyone take care and have a wonderful Saturday